Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Hi, Michelle Martin. Good morning. It's read across my screen this morning as investors sell off amid concerns about war in the Ukraine. Tokyo is down 1.5%. Sydney and Seoul are in the red as well. Joining me now as we break down all the market action with a slew of cor- interesting corporate news thrown in for good measure. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Happy Friday, Michelle. How's Friday doing? Your first Friday back at work. <laughs> well, it's... Uh interesting Friday because you've got a lot of things happening and of course the big one is Budget 2022 coming up in the afternoon. Yeah, we've got a lot to get through. So let's start this morning here in Singapore or on Sentosa to be precise, where we have both a fresh indication of the pandemic's financial impact as well as a hint of optimism. You might even say wide-eyed, pesky, wonder and gibberish. (laughs) If you're wondering about that last <laughs> reference, I am talking about this tiny yellow henchman. And yes, our lead story this morning is about Universal Studios Singapore and more broadly, Resorts World Sentosa and Gunting Singapore. So Gunting Singapore is reporting its second half financial earnings. Quite frankly, not very good. But the company has also released more details about its 400... Uh, upgrade of uh, Resorts World Sentosa. I want to start with the financial numbers. Just how badly has Gunting Singapore been hit by the pandemic, Ryan? Yeah, I guess it's no surprise that you've got the tourism attraction just being hit that badly when it comes to the numbers. So 49% down for its second half net profit. So it's at $95.1 million, down from over $185.9 million in the same period a year ago. Mm. Revenue was down 17% to $512.5 million. So a, a reflection of how it's seeing lower visitorship and also amidst the community COVID-19 cases rising during that stretch. So Gunting Singapore, just one of the many tourism attractions being hit. Gunting Singapore uh, sharing details this morning about its $400 million upgrade of resorts World Sentosa. Now, Gunting Singapore also noting its earnings would have been even worse if not for government support measures such as the Singapore Rediscover Vouchers and the Jobs Support Scheme. Ryan, are you a fan of the Minions? I am. So am I. (laughs) So you'll be excited to know what's in store in the coming years because um, what's going to be happening is an expansion of Universal Studios. A whole new zone for the Minions. For Minion fans. So that's what you can expect. Um, So it's interesting. So despite the rather poor results, you've got Gunting Singapore's just being optimistic in what's to come because Mm. of the the reopening of borders, the potential tourism pickup. So that is now seeing Gunting announce that they are putting into place the expansion plans dubbed RWS 2.0. And construction will start uh, later this year. And it will include the expansion of USS, a new zone called Minion Land. I wonder what other upgrades do they have planned in store? Yeah, so you've got that. Also, um, look out for another attraction to be upgraded, and that is the Sea Aquarium. It's going to be rebranded to the to be three times bigger, expanded to three times bigger, and be um, called the Oceanarium. So that is all part of attracting more tourists, and also just to revamping its uh, its attractions. And also, I'm just seeing this word for the new the first time. I love it. Pleasure. 
Have you heard what pleasure before? Oh, I thought you were going to say workation. No, oh, workation. Pleasure. This so, is pleasure. This is um, one of the terms <laughs> that has come up in the um, announcement. Pleasure. So it's a mix of business and leisure. So mm-hmm. it's something to tie in with work, vacation, or vacation, where they are refurbishing their hotels and festive hotel. One of the three hotels um, on um, Sentosa that they own will be transform transform into a pleasure. Hotel, so a variety of mobile working spaces and lifestyle offerings. So it's almost like you know work and play at the same time. I guess it comes off COVID nineteen where people have been trying to get a, a more conducive place to work away from the office, and maybe the home is not that great. Um, maybe it could work out. So all in four hundred million dollars upgrade due to start this year. Sign me up for some pleasure. Marina Bay Sands also making new investments. It's announced a 3.3 billion US dollar upgrade. So do you think it's fair to say that Gunting and MBS's plans are really a vote of confidence in the future? Yeah, so MBS also just making plans to expand as well with that recent announcement to uh, upgrade or renovate this hotel rooms and suites over the next two years to the tune of $1 billion. So just painting a rather rosy outlook of what's to come for tourism, for maybe staycations. So it does lend some confidence to how this sector might be picking up. So it's good news for those in the industry, for potential hires. And as border restrictions ease up, that's also going to mean they'll be able to find a um, more steady supply of workers to come in. So it is pointing to, I guess, a sense of optimism. Well, on the topic of opening up and voting on the future, let's look at how markets are reacting to the government's plans to ease social distancing measures and open up new vaccinated travel lanes. So, Ryan, you remember yesterday I asked you which stocks and sectors may benefit from the looser restrictions and you replied aviation and hospitality companies. Well, were you right? What's the verdict about our discussion? It looks to be the case. Um, so aviation counters were among the top gainers. And if you look at where SIA closed, it was up 2.1%. And if you look at where sets, ground handler sets um, finished, it was higher by 3.6%. As the engineering inched up slightly higher by 0.5%. So on that front, aviation was seeing a boost from the VTLs being expanded to many more countries like the Middle East. Uh, And you've got the hospitality scene also seeing some optimism with the um, easing or streamlining of um, COVID-19 measures. So Genting Singapore, among them, Mm -hmm. gaining 1.3%. Comfort Delgro was up Mm 3.4%. So it looks like... um, a very, I guess, welcome news for the industry, which has been quite hard hit. And maybe more good news um, later today. Well, good job. Sounds like you were right on the money. Well, here's a question for you, listener. Which company do you think is the best performing SDI constituent so far this year? I'm going to give you a hint. It's an energy and urban development company and until the pandemic hit, was best known for engineering and the construction of oil rigs, though it has since spun off that business. Have you guessed it? The answer is Semcorp Industries. It led the Straits Times Index higher yesterday and since the beginning of the year, Semcorp shares are up almost 30%. 
All right, let's turn now to the U.S. and global markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average suffered its worst session of the year overnight, tumbling more than 600 points to 34,312. Tech stocks, well, they did even worse. The Nasdaq slid nearly 3%. The catalyst, tensions along the Russia-Ukraine border. What's the latest here? I thought Moscow had said its troops were headed back to the barracks. Yeah, that was what we thought, right? Um, The... Um, promised that the Russian side would be pulling back some of his troops, but it turns out it was short-lived because the latest report coming through coming through is from the US and NATO officials saying that is actually the opposite of what they are seeing. Russia is adding troops to the border, and that really raises the prospects of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. So that really brings jitters back into the market and you've got investors selling first and asking questions later, mm-hmm. flocking to the safety of safe haven assets like gold, bonds, Japanese currency, the yen and the Swiss franc. So all that has been rising at the expense of the riskier assets like technology stocks. And that is um, um, to some extent also panning out um, in the Asian markets right now. And you also have news about shelling in the eastern part of Ukraine where Shots are being exchanged between the Ukraine side and the Russia support separatists. So they have, in effect, violated a ceasefire and both sides are pointing the finger at each other. And the White House now is warning that a what's called a false flag operation is underway by Russia where they are trying to fabricate or find an excuse to invade Russia. So a lot to watch out for as we head into the weekend. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a dramatic appearance at the United Nations overnight in which she gave a grim assessment of the potential impact of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. But he also made clear he was speaking, quote, not to start a war, but to prevent one. Now, in other news, ARK's Kathy Wood is making headlines again. She says that the stock markets are facing, quote, the most massive misallocation of capital in the history of mankind. Ryan, we know she's a tech investor and her stock picks are down. But really, are we seeing a massive misallocation of capital? What do you think? Yeah, it's one of those cases. Don't ask a barber if you need a haircut or a property agent if you need to buy a house right now. <laughs> uh, they will just sell what is on their agenda. So if you look at what she's saying, it does have some um, valid points um, to look at. Um, you, If you look at what we've been talking about, that flight to safely away from technology stocks, um, you are seeing jitters maybe accelerating that move to the safer type of companies, the stocks that she's talking about, where people are just flocking to those bigger companies away from the tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, away from innovation stocks. So in effect, maybe over buying those safer stocks. And then she's saying when things calm down and people figure out what's going on and look at the fundamentals more closely, um, those valuations that investors have been pushing up on the safe um, companies' stocks may be just a bit too much. And that is where she's saying, you no, know, there is a bit of a misallocation. People are just buying up too much of those safer companies and it's leaving those innovation stocks um, that's in the portfolio a bit undervalued. And one of the names she's dropped is Roblox, one of the best ways to play the metaverse. And this is, of course, um, something she's been picking up in recent months. So she feels um, that it's going to be a company that will be able to tap on you know, 
what's happening out there in terms of trends, video conferencing, gaming, cryptocurrencies, virtual reality. So Roblox has been one of the front runners when it comes to the uh, in the conversation when it comes to the metaverse. So that is one of her top picks. Yeah, we covered Roblox in detail yesterday uh, in a discussion right here on Your Money. So you can catch that on audio or on Spotify. Just type in my name, Michelle Martin, it'll come right up. Now, time for corporate earnings. And let's start with one of America's biggest retailers, Walmart. We also previewed this on the show yesterday. And we talked about how analysts are going to be piercing Walmart's results for signs of just how inflation is affecting consumer sentiment as well as retailers' results. So let's look at Walmart's results first. How did they come in? Okay, so let's look at the numbers. And in short, it beat expectations. And a lot of it came through from higher prices. So that is interesting because it shows people are willing to swallow or stomach those higher prices at the same time. Uh, same store sales, uh, key metric when it comes to these things, um, expanded by 5.6% in the US. So you are looking at the consumer sentiment and spending outlook still quite strong. Mm-hmm. And that is worth noting because um, it does add more feel to the Fed's case to tighten even more aggressively when you've got a consumer sentiment so strong and just helping to uh, reinforce the inflation picture. So that could be interesting to watch and just give more reason for investors to be a bit more jittery around what the Fed might do in the coming months. And what does the company have to say about the impact of rising prices on consumer shopping habits, Ryan? Okay, it's interesting to look at how this is playing out in on the ground when it comes to what people are willing to do when it comes to their money. So they are not for now, changing their spending patterns despite higher prices, uh, despite how um, COVID-19 is still um, to some extent a factor in the US, um, Mm -hmm. they are not seeing household budgets being squeezed yet. Consumers still willing to spend more on commuting and dining out. So all in, the American consumer still in rather good shape. So impact of inflation not really causing a big dent yet. All right, for more corporate news, we're going to turn to our game of Up or Down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. Let's start with Cathay Pacific. All right, Cathay, that's going to be a down for me. So that is because it's not flying as many passengers as they did. In fact, right now, they are only operating at around 2% of pre-pandemic capacity. So this is all around how Hong Kong has really been hard hit recently by rising number of cases. Yeah, down. I mean, the number of passengers Cathay is flying sounds more like the model of an airplane, only flying 797 passengers a day. Next, let's look at Tesla. All right. This is, I think, more of a down for me. So you've got uh, Elon Musk in the news again. Uh, Now he is taking on the SEC again uh, for what he's saying, unrelenting harassment. So this is around... um, a bit of a accusation in a letter he sent to U.S. District Judge Alison Nathan in Manhattan. Um, so the backdrop to this is um, he is accusing the SEC for just coming after Tesla and Elon Musk uh, unrelentingly and endlessly to punish him for being an outspoken critic of the government. And this is around how Tesla received a subpoena um, earlier this month to talk about the compliance to an earlier settlement in 2018 where he was supposed to get advance approval 
for any tweet um, that he put out. Uh, and this was around how earlier, back in 2018, he had tweeted he had so-called secured funding to potentially take private Tesla. Of mm-hmm. course, um, we now know that didn't happen. Um, but the aftermath or the fallout after that is how he had to um, compromise or agree to get advance approval for some of the tweets he puts out. So that is now seeing the SEC clamp down on him again. So I'd say down for Tesla as well this morning. Uh, U.S. regulators are investigating complaints about a phenomenon called phantom braking. Apparently, Tesla cars have been stopping for no reason. That's the stuff that gives me nightmares, really. Just the whole idea. Can you imagine, Ryan, your car just stopping? I'm not sure what's more scary. Stopping for no reason or accelerating for no reason? (laughs) Stopping for no reason, for sure. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Meta now. All right, Meta is going to be a down for me and they are out of the top 10 when it comes to the world's largest companies by market cap. So this is after a really horrible month Mm. and at one time, they were the sixth largest company with a valuation of over $1 trillion. Right now, it's nearly half, $565 billion at number 11 behind Tencent Holdings Mm. and it's been in the news for... A lot of wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't like the name MetaMates, which is uh, the new way they are addressing their employees. And also a lot of uh, criticism around how he is running the company. And also, I guess, investors thinking they may have put in or priced in a bit too much when it comes to all those promises around the metaverse growth. And also in recent earnings report, they were talking about uh, slower subscriber numbers. So a lot in the mix, just dampening Meta. Yeah, it's definitely another down. Meta's recent share price drop has cost Mark Zuckerberg his top 10 ranking. Meta is no longer one of the top 10 most valuable companies as ranked by market capitalization. All right, let's look at Shake Shack. All right, Shake Shack is going to be a down for me and they have failed to shake off the Omicron impact. So they are forecasting quite a gloomy outlook when it comes to sales. Hmm. And this is apparently because the fast-spreading Omicron variant is keeping diners away and also just affecting restaurant operating hours. Some of them having to close and employees infected so they can't have the staff they need to operate the restaurants. So that's seeing customers stay away because they want to be safe. So a lot of reasons just dampening what's happening for Shake Shack. But it's very interesting. When you look at what's happening in Singapore, it's mm-hmm. a very different picture. Yeah, I mean, you constantly have to wait a long time for your takeaway orders at Shake Shack, speaking from experience. So far, this has been a pretty down day, hey? Uh, it's my fourth down for this game, really. Shake Shack forecasting lower revenues, the impact of Omicron apparently acutely impacting Shake Shack's sales. Let's look at Standard Chartered. I guess it's going to be an up for this one because it's good news for shareholders at least. You've got Standchart raising its core profitability goals and promising shareholders extra payouts. So mm. that is going to be coming as it starts to talk about share buybacks as its full year profit doubles. I had to throw in one up. So yeah, Standard Chartered is an up for me. It's full year profits doubling and it's going to start a share buyback plan. So on the back of that news, definitely an up for Standard Chartered. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are currently 23 minutes into the local trading day. The SDI finished marginally higher at 34.41. Ryan, how's the SDI trading this morning? All right, let's take a snapshot of um, the Singapore markets right now. STI 
slightly lower by 0.2%. Not as bad as what's happening across the region where markets are just a bit deeper in the red following the sell-off overnight on Wall Street. And looking at the STI's 30 constituents, only 6 or 5 right now are in the green. Uh, right at the top is Taibev up by 0.7%, followed by Genting Singapore uh, up by 0.6%. And... DBS is the only bank in the green right now, up by 0.1%. On the other end of the table, we've got Hong Kong Land down by 1.4%, followed by Wilma, City Dev, and we talked about the aviation counters earlier in the show. SATS is down by 0.7%. Uh, if you look at where we've got for SIA, giving back gains from yesterday slightly, 0.4% down. So that is the picture we have right now. A bit of um, those jitters spilling over into Singapore markets. Thanks very much. She's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Are you one of those people who buy, um, whether it's an insurance plan or maybe it's your mortgage, you put pen to paper and then you want to forget all about it? Well, if you think about it, you might often remortgage, right? Because you want better interest rates. What about private hospitalization plans? Can you rethink your private integrated shield plan? And how do you do so? Well, we're going to walk you through the steps coming up at 10.05 in Money and Me. Stay right here. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.